That's so they're literally just celebrating. I don't really remember the song that well. There's there's it, one it, line. There's one line where he says, "You're holding me down when I'm getting loose. The darker the berry, the sweeter the juice." But I again, uh, you know what? You can look at "Complexion" by Kendrick Lamar. Okay. Um, and you can also look at Darker the Berry by Kendrick Lamar, even though he's kind of trying to fuck on Darker the Berry. But still. Yes. And you know what? That's kind of like the way black men are. Like we often we speak our 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 best language of love through intimate touch. Somebody once told me. <laughs> <laughs> you getting off. Was it was it Deepak Chopra or was it Tupac Shakur? You know, many people have different languages of love. I would listen to an man. album by Deepak Shakur. Yeah, I would listen to Deepak <laughs> Shakur all day. This is The Cold Open. My partner is Sean C. White and me, I'm Julian Long. And this week's episode is for the ladies. We call it Beautiful Skin. Let's do an exercise. Let's just talk since it's just us. Yep. About what what there really is to celebrate. And I want to I, I want to talk about women that we know. I want to talk about women that we see on TV and magazines. Mm. I want to really talk about like, well, I'm making an assumption. I was going to say I was going to talk about why we love black women, but you got Popeye's chicks and whatnot. So do so without making the assumption. Ooh. Say it loud. Do you love black women? Man, see, You're trying to get me out here played, bro. Yeah. And you know what? I think I'm in a unique position to say how much I do love black women because I have tasted the other side and, and been with other other women that are not black women. So it's kind of like when you leave your hometown and go away, go away and then you come back and you're like, you know what? Ah, this is my city. Like, I love this place. That, that's talking, that's you talking to the wrong one. I want to go back yeah, to New York. I know, too. I know you've never left home in that in that <laughs> respect, but I have I let's just say I've traveled far and wide. And wow. um sometimes wider than far. So wow. <laughs> so wrong. So you love black women. I love but black I, women. But I but I love coming home. I would like to stay home. I'm looking for a place. You're trying okay, so you're trying to find your your queen, your rib, your the black woman, I, and I don't I don't do that. I don't do that. No. I don't say stuff like that. I just want no. a partner. You know what I'm you saying? Partner. Okay. Yeah, I just want a partner. An so equal. let's talk about her. What she look like? What she feel like? What she do? She's black, <laughs> <laughs> and she drinks first, cold forty five. First of all, she's black. All right. All no. Right. Uh, so uh, and 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 you know I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go from this angle. Uh, mm-hmm. one of the things that I've always loved the most about black women is that they tend to like me. So they've always made it really, really easy for me to be into them because they're like, oh, you, yeah, you're cool or you have potential or, you you know, sometimes I might even be cute. Um, cool, but that sounds narcissistic as fuck. No, 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 no. no like, like the, the reality of it is, is that, you know, it, it is, excuse me. I live in an existence, and I'm sure that you that you can feel me on this, where I am not a desirable presence nine t- out of ten times that I go somewhere. Like when I come into the pet food store to pick up my little organic raw dry food for my for my dog, I'm like, oh look, it's the black guy. Sweet. <laughs> They're not like that. Um, right. You know what I'm saying? Like even sometimes when I show up to my own job or like when I walk into a business meeting or whatever, I, I can see the, the 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 disappointment 
or or the the wonder or whatever it is go across people's faces sometimes you can even see people bouncing up and down in the meeting because they can't wait to ask you how to juju on that beat like oh could you just please finish your presentation so i can ask you it's killing me i want to juju on that beat i want to stop so when you say so do the folks don't stop Okay, don't so stop. if I if I need you to quit, I need you to stop. <laughs> so if I'm so so what I'm hearing though, and I think I can relate to pieces of that because if you were to ask me, and you didn't, but I'm gonna assume you did. If you okay. were to ask me what it is that I love about or why I love black women, there my response I guess would be somewhat narcissistic too, or could be perceived as narcissistic. But there's a line. Oh, beautiful skin. Beautiful skin is a song celebrating black women. Um, yeah. And there's a line in Beautiful Skin where he says, when I look at you, I see my reflection. And, you know, that's something that I can't I can't underestimate. It's something that I can't deny the value of. Like for me, communication Mm. is everything. Being able Mm. to being able to connect and commune. And were you a Gemini? I am a Gemini. I'm such a Gemini. Gemini rules communication. And we we do. But um, Mm -hmm. And we suck at a lot of other stuff, but we, um, but I love, I, I love being able to connect. That's important to me. And yeah. so to have a woman in my presence with whom I can have a shorthand, like I don't have to give you the whole backstory. I don't have to give you the context of me and my identity in order for you to get why today sucked at work. Like, so I really, are you, are you saying I, that if you come home and you start punching the air and crying in front of your woman, she just instinctively knows why, or that maybe that Ricky was shot. <laughs> you, you, you tickled right now, huh? You feel good about yourself, Sean? Feel good about yourself? Such a tender moment. Rent it. Yes. All right. And yes is the answer to your question. Yes. Um, there's, but being able to, but no, for real, like being able to just be like, these motherfuckers. Shorthand and, is big, bro. And she, and she already knows. She knows what the side means. She knows who the motherfuckers are. Yeah. She knows specific. Like I'll never. There was. There was. I was dating a woman, and uh, I was working at a large social media uh, corporation, uh, Bluebird Industries, I believe they're called. And okay. there was a lady that I was working with. She was. She was in theory on my team, but everything about her was decidedly not on my team, and. You know, I hadn't complained a lot about her. I had just sort of, you know, the woman that I was dating at the time, I had just sort of given her a little context about some stuff that was going on. And I came I came back to the crib one day. I was mad broke down. We were supposed to go out that night. And when she saw me, I was just and she was like, well, what's wrong? And I was just like, this shit at the office. And she was like, that bitch. And like said her name because the shorthand she mm. was there like she was already present to where i was and that kind of the the but the the thing that even as i say this the thing that's problematic about that for me as i'm listening to myself is how much of our love for black women is about what they can do for us there's a there's a state there's a saying or a statement i mean suppose it's a statement if it's a saying there's a saying that says character is how you treat somebody who can do nothing for you word and what I what I hate about hey, based on that, every sister I mess with has a lot of character. Because <laughs> <laughs> Lord knows I wasn't bringing much to the I table, and I appreciate them for that. 
<laughs> the real talk, but like what I what I don't want to, and that's why I was earlier I was talking about celebration. So it's like if 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 the reasons why we love black women are kind of tied to what they do for us and who they are for us, what can we love about them outside of us? And yeah, I'm being and I, dead ass. I'm, oh I'm, no, no, I'm I'm prepared to. I'm let's, prepared let's to do speak it. about let's that. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm going to. This is going to be hard. We're going to have a hard brother to brother conversation. Well, no, it's not going to be hard because we're talking okay. about our sisters and our mothers and oh, our here's, friends. Here's how I'm going to problematize it. You remember how Dr. Allen, who I love, yeah, taught us to seek first to complexify. Yes, ma'am. I'm throwing up signs right now because I'm going to problematize this. We're going to talk about our, about our exes. Okay. And, and we're going and I have to, to say good things about my exes, my black exes. You have to say good things about your black exes, things that you love about them that have nothing to do with what they do for you. Just things that you love about them for who they are. Challenge them. <laughs> Challenge them. <laughs> nothing about nothing about what they do for you. Not oh, she used to make me pancakes. Fuck those pancakes. I want to know what about her just deserves to be loved. Wow. Okay. And to make it easy, to make it easy, we're going to do four X's each. Woo. Oh, oh boy. Four okay. X's. I thought that was maybe I think we should go I think we should go tit for tat and I think you should start with X number 1 while I think of something good to say about any woman that I've ever dated. All right. <laughs> Ex number one, I'm going to just out of respect, I'm going to start with my ex-wife um, because, um, you know, that was that was someone that I married. So I feel like she should make the list for sure. Right. Um, true. And you met my ex-wife. You know, my ex-wife. Yes. Um, I know your ex-wife. Yes. She has this amazing. She has one of the most amazing hearts. I've really never met someone who is so in love with people like how is how did she demonstrate that for you not like to you but i'm saying in, never, in, in your experience like she never met a stranger people were drawn to her people would come up to her like she she seemed to have a light and you know me like half the time i'm standing there looking mad like i don't have that light you know but she has this light where people would just come up to her and you know, they would pay her some compliment or they would come up to her and randomly start talking about their problems. Mm. And she would be like she would hold space for them. She would make room in herself and hold space for them. And it made her it was it was one of the most beautiful things about her. And I think, sadly, it was one of the things that became for her also a liability because she poured out so much to so many people. And. Mm. I don't know how much she got back from the world. Um, mm. But I used to tell her, like, I was like, you're a stained glass butterfly, is what I told her. Because it's like she was, she didn't recognize that she always saw herself sort of in this transformation. And I was like, you don't even realize how much you've already transformed. And that nothing, you know, that 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 there was this this light, and I feel like it was the light of God. I feel like it was her relationship with God that shone through her, and that was colored by all the you know all the broken pieces of glass that make up a stained glass window. They're broken mm. with purpose, um, mm. and that mirror of colors like is broken with purpose, and so that when the light shines through it, it makes something beautiful. And that's what I felt like she brought to the world, and that's what I thought was essential about her. Mm. Okay, I got one for you. I divorced that. <laughs> uh, no, well, you know, you you if if 
if if if I may be so bold, bro. Of course, you um, were there, you were there in yeah because I was I was there for for most of the dissolution of your marriage. I mean, what what phone calls with the tears and all that shit. <laughs> well, bro, I mean, like you know what it what you get is is you get because you guys were young, you were young people, and you know, and and I'll say if I may say a word or two about your ex wife. Um, I always really, really liked the fact that she was committed to exuding beauty from within. She was a very pretty woman, but you didn't get the you didn't get the idea that she was dependent upon her looks to make it happen. Right. She was really like trying to give you her spirit, like kind of like what you just said. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and that that's what you were like. Oh, okay, this this chick is cool. Like, I I can be attracted to to her energy because she's making it you know so attractive. Um, and then as time moved on, you know, she she was young when you married her, bro. And yeah. you were young. And I mean, like you were a vastly different person. I know you don't feel different. You're a vastly different person than you were. I haven't spoken to your wife in a long time, but I'm sure she's a vastly different person than she was. True. But what was happening at that time was you guys were already discovering those people. You feel yeah. me? Yeah, that's true. Your turn. <laughs> so I'm taking it all the well, not all the way back, but almost all the way back. So I'm going, I'm going back to my college days, bro. Okay. And um, are we naming names? I'm gonna use their names only because I have nothing to do with them now. I'm naming um, names, and then I'm naming names. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I will equally keep it 100. Right. My so ex-wife's name. A, my ex-wife's name is Kendaka. You yeah. sound like Chris Brown. You want me to say your name, girl? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Don't correct. ever compare me to Chris Brown. Don't I know, you I'm never sorry. let that fall out your mouth again. I'm sorry. I'll right, never so, let that fall out. of. Um, all right, but college time, you were dating. So when I was in college, I was in, I was in a interesting situation. Uh, I was in a what would now be considered a polyamorous relationship. Um, but really what I was was a kept man. Um, and I was kept by these two sisters uh, named Kim and Tammy, and they were both in graduate school. Tammy was a biologist, and Kim was getting her master's in journalism. And um, this is this is w- how it kind of went down: is they got into this can't count as two. Is this going to count as two? No, it's going to count as one. It's going to count okay. as one. Um, they got into a situation where it was about quote unquote owning their own sexuality, and they thought, oh, what better way to own our sexuality than to, you know, have a relationship with a man that we're not gonna have any of those traditional ties to? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, so, and and you know, there's nothing, nothing, no drama happened. Like, there's no Hollywood movie aspect to it. Like, we were in a relationship, all three of us. It was great. No strings attached. No one got hurt. We all kind of came out better for it. I think. Um, Mm -hmm. I came out especially better for it because let me tell you, um, Tammy was an overweight black woman. She was pretty, but not traditionally attractive, especially not at that time. Um, she had a very coarse voice. She had an East coast accent in the middle of the middle of the country. Um, and Kim was very, very traditionally attractive. She was very much like the traditional sort of uh, type A personality, you know what I'm saying? Like just everything in her life had already uh, always lined up for her. Um, mm-hmm. What these women taught me, and and I've seen it happen again in in with other black women that I've known, even if I haven't been romantic with them, is is that there's this deep courage with black women. And what I mean is, is that Kim <clears throat> very easily could have just 
you know, decided to live her life as a B student or, you know, an A minus student and got the right guy and, you know what I mean, got the right degree and gone on. And did, she decided she was like, you know what, bump that. I'm going to do something different. I really want to jump out. I want to have this polyamorous relationship. I want to try things that I've never done before. I want to eat places I've never done. Like she just decided in like, I'm, I know you can attest to this. Like sometimes sisters just get it in their mind. Like, you know what? I'm going to be different. And they stick to their guns, man. They stick I'm to it. I'm different, man. I'm different. No, they just uh, roll it, up to the scene with the ceiling missing. <laughs> they just they they will roll up with the roof missing just <laughs> just to say that they did it. Like I'm gonna try this class, or I'm gonna learn this language, or I'm gonna go to this country. And, and like I always admired that liberation, like that freedom. Um, okay. Kim had a lot of that. Tammy taught me a lot of uh, courage in a different way because, like I said, she wasn't a traditionally attractive person. Um, she definitely was overweight. And she owned that shit. And she was the most sexually liberated person um, that I'd ever met up until that point. And like, you know, by this time, I'm probably about like 20, 21 years old. Um, and she she just and we're talking about this is in the 90s, bro. And she was like stomping around owning it. Like she wrote the book that a lot of these young chicks come along now and, you know, read from to study. Mm-hmm. Um, and she she definitely suffered slings and arrows, but she never let it turn her around. Um, she, you know, she was, she was liberated, bro. Like, and she, and interestingly enough, <laughs> I can't say like, I don't want to get her jammed up, but she is the vice president of a major corporation today. Wow. Yeah. And hats off to her. Hats off for show. Yeah. Hats off for, for show. Now everybody's like, looking like vice president. Yeah. Tiny, they, like, cause it's like, like an overweight it's like black five, woman. Right, cause well, we don't know that yeah. she's overweight still. Yeah. Yeah, like, I hope she's not overweight. So, like I said, I don't have any contact with her. Um, All oh, right. it's my turn. Is it my turn? Nope. Yes, yeah, your turn, bro. Okay. Um, I'm going to pick. Uh, so, so, and you actually know her. You, you introduced us. I'm going to pick a woman that I used to date uh, named oh, Chelsea. Okay. Yeah, I'm I pick know Chelsea. Her. Um, and one of the things that was just really dope about Chelsea was I've never met such a spirited person before. Um, kind of, I think like what you were describing with Tammy and um, what was the other young lady's name? Uh, Kim. Kim. Kim and- like they, they had a, like a sort of a zest for life. Like they went out and became and chose and, and were sort of deliberate in their living. Chelsea yeah. had that, but she had it in like the very, very spirited way. Um, I've never seen somebody get so excited about things that I was living in New York at the time. And it's funny, New York is the kind of city where you can walk past the extraordinary and be completely unfazed or not even notice it because there's a certain sort of pace that you're keeping or, or, you know, just sort of a self-absorbedness that happens. You get in the shadows of Gotham and you kind of forget that there's a world within Mm. all of that space. And Chelsea never did. She never forgot that there was a world all around her. And I don't know if that's because New York wasn't really home, like she had only been there for a couple of years, or if that's an energy that she had everywhere that she was. But it was just remarkable. Like I would honestly sit back and just watch her enjoy the world and be like, this is this is something so dope. Like I would aspire to that. Um, Another thing that was really phenomenal about her is she had amazing style sense. Um, Not fashion sense, but style sense. Like, yeah, there's a difference. Yeah, she she, you know, when she would choose and 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 costume herself the way that she wanted to, like she did a lot of things because they were fashionable and they were on trend. And that's cool, whatever. But the stuff that she did when she was really um, 
sort of costuming herself for life was mm-hmm. amazing. It was super dope to just like watch her put a look together. And um, yeah, I mean, and that's not superficial to me. Like that might sound superficial, but that's that's an expression of self that a lot of people never really latch on to. And she was able to do that. So shout out to Chelsea for being spirited and for having an expression of self that was admirable. It'll mean it'll mean absolutely nothing to you, probably. But I used to have her in my phone as Wilhelmina Slater. I, that doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, that was that was Vanessa Williams' character on Ugly Betty. Oh yeah, I never watched that show. And she was the editor in chief of the Giant magazine. She was like the Devil Wears Prada, Anna Wintour type. Um, <laughs> so yeah, shout out to, Ke- to Chelsea. She's a, she's another dynamically gorgeous, beautiful black woman that I know. Absolutely. All right. I introduced you to. That's yes, what kind did. of brother I am. You are a good brother for that. I mean, I was mad as hell at you when we broke up, but I was like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, when I first met her. I was like, man, Sean going to get a box of cigars. <laughs> hey, um, so my number two, um, you know, and I, I'm, I'm this is wow. This is really putting me in a vulnerable place, bro. You know well, what I'm saying? We, we just brothers talking. It's, it's OK yeah. to be vulnerable. Well, you know, I'm I'm mostly known for for saying really bad things about my exes. So for me to have to like dig deep and say positive things about my exes, this is really this is very different. That's that's <laughs> that's what loving a black woman is. Yeah, you're right. Um, so okay, I'm gonna talk how about have to love us. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna talk about this woman that uh, I dated for a long time. We had a very serious relationship, even though it didn't last very long, um, and we kind of tried to be friends for many, many years. And um, right now our status is estranged, but friendly, right? Okay. Uh, Her name is Kendra. And um, she, the thing that I love love to this day about Kendra is um, Kendra invites the party. She is a ringleader. She is um, the master of ceremonies. I'm sorry? In, in some social sciences, they call that a maven. Yes. Oh, she's definitely a maven. She's definitely a maven. Um, her, like, she is the chick that even when she was broke about to get evicted from her apartment, she still threw a fabulous holiday party in said apartment the evening before she had to get out. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, wow. that's the type of chick that she was. Um, and it was a dope party. Like, you know, and she's 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 always had a real talent for knowing what's going to make people feel at ease, comfortable, and festive around her, especially in that sort of, you know, it's not a surprise that she was in the catering business for a long time. She's been in the restaurant business, in and out. Um, And, you know, it goes without saying for me, but I think it's worth noting that every single black woman that I've ever had the pleasure of spending any amount of time with has been incredibly intelligent, more more so than me, oftentimes way smarter than me. Um, yeah. <laughs> and in fact, that, that's, that's one other thing that I would say that I actually regret about Kendra in our, in my time together. And I've actually told this to her face. Um, she was a, she was a hip hop girl. She was a rap girl. She loved rap music to this day. Mm-hmm. Love rappers. Right. She's the chick who like looks up at you. Like one day we were in a car together <laughs> and, uh, a ra- artist was rapping on the radio and she turned on the radio and looked at me and she was like, you know what? I might have to give Nas some. Wow. <laughs> but you kind of have to like disattach from yourself and just realize that like she loves rap music. 
he's a really great rapper. This was a really great rap song that Nas had out at the time. And it was like, you know what? I can't be mad at you, girl. Like, go ahead and give Nas some. If you're <laughs> sitting, like, you know. Give you me. gave the hall pass? Is that, you know, that's, not like, why, that's not I why it ended. But, but, Nas it, didn't, like, come there in concert and, like. But this is what I regret is at the time, I wasn't big enough to be at that place. I was like, bitch, oh, shut bruh. up. Yeah. Wow. Did you Do say the, the Did you say the infamous B word? <laughs> but but you said the bitch though. Did you say bitch? Did you say bitch? You <laughs> no, said the bitch like, though. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I yeah, I did at the time. I was you know I wasn't where I am now. Um, and yo yeah, it led to a lot of problems. A lot of oh yes it did us. yes it did. <laughs> um, but and, and, or I shouldn't say but but in addition to she also like she would like try to get into the conversation with the fellas. Like, especially, you know, if we were doing what fellas do, which is talk about rap music. So, like, she right. might, we lived together and, like, you know, she might walk in and, like, fellas were over there, you know, you know, puffing on a blunt or whatever, talking about the new Outcast album. And she would be like, oh, you know, my favorite song is Two Dope Boys in a Cadillac because they're really spitting back and forth. It reminds me of old Run DMC. And I'd be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> wow. Because she was too right. She was exactly right. And I yeah. actually was, I wanted, I sh if only I could have been more of a man back then, I would have been like, wow, that was super insightful. You man, need to join the conversation. Are, you roll a better blunt than anybody else here anyway. But at and the time, why are we like, like that, man? And I'm like, that's not just you. For, for like, I think that's us. Like, we're, we get that way. We get so fucking threatened when black women are in their excellence, especially if their excellence yep. is in any way a part of our forte. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's hard. So, like, to that end, like, not for nothing. Um, so, my ex, Nina, um, this is this is recent. Like, this is, is actually this number kinda, three. Yeah, this is my this is my third on the list. This is actually kind of hard because, like, we we ain't been long broke up for real. Um, OK. But. One of the most um, she has got to be one of the smartest women that I've ever met, like mm. fucking scary, brilliant, smart. Mm. Um. And she's the kind of smart. <laughs> she was Howard. She was Howard. It had an odor like she would oh, she, from the Cosby Show. Howard. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. She was like she was. She does like, the re she does the required reading and the suggested. And, yeah, like if there's something she doesn't know, she researches it. And I don't mean like she googles it. I mean she like goes to archives and finds out in deep dives and comes mm. back and then puts together like right now right now because we're we're still friends on we were friends in life um but we're still friends on Facebook like right now I post stuff that she posts about like all the political turmoil that's going on because yeah. she's one of the most informed people that I know in terms of politics and government like she she knows all of that shit. She knows what senator to call about what thing. She knows right. where the districts are. Like if you call and you say this is an issue that I'm having in Illinois, she'll be like, "Well, Dick Durbin is supposed to do." Da -da -da. And I'm just like, "What? Like how?" Well, so on a scale of one to lesbian, how thorough is she? Uh, like way more than by curious in her intellectual prowess. So she's she's close to being like a seriously like a because I have a very this uh, is like mad homophobic, but I'm no, no, I, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm not being homophobic whatsoever. All I, I am saluting the excellence of the lesbian community. If okay. you've ever been in a lesbian owned business, I thought you were going to say if I've ever been in a lesbian relationship. <laughs> yeah, I have been almost exclusively in lesbian relationships. <laughs> um but no, seriously, like, and, and I know this is going to sound mad, like a, a, a overreaching generalization. However, I will say that in my experience, and, you know, some people would say that it kind of comes with the lesbian territory, 
lesbians are so thorough. They are so about their business. They so handle everything. They they got it on lock. If if that is a characteristic associated with lesbians, then sure, yes. Uh, it is a characteristic associated that in Subarus. Yes, it is a characteristic <laughs> associated with lesbians. I'm telling you, man, that's another one of the reasons why Subarus are associated with lesbians is because Subarus are unequivocally the most reliable automobiles. And some lesbians researched that shit and was like, we only drive in Subarus, y'all. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I'm dead. Oh my God. Not that I really can speak with a lot of knowledge about the lesbian community. However, the lesbians in my life that I know in the drive Subarus, drive Subarus is what bro, you're saying. They don't drive them just because they're cool cars. They drive them because they research the shit out of that shit. And like, salute my lesbian sisters. I have nothing but support for you. And by curious ladies, too. Peace. Well, well, Nikki is mad intellectual, super duper up on the research, um, just whip smart. And to be able to be all of that, one of the other things, one of the other things that I love about her is she's all of that and still compassionate as hell. It's difficult hmm. to find people who are really highly intellectual and so still she's like an Amal Clooney. Wow. Yes. That's something yeah. for the Google Tron, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. Well, she's you know, Amal, all, she's a human yeah. rights attorney. Yeah, she's no, thorough as fuck. Yeah, absolutely. But she's very compassionate. And that's like her real strength is her compassion, especially for people that don't look like her, that don't come from her experience. Exactly. And that's one of the things that Nina has in spades. It's like, in addition to all of that intellect is, is like I said, like I was saying, it's difficult to find somebody that's got that much brain and still have that much heart. And she, she really does have both. And so it's just like, it's, she's a remarkable human being. Okay. So it's time for my number three. Um, that would be uh, Christian. Wow, that's a hard. Yeah. I know this is hard for you. This is not easy for me. This um, is not easy. Yeah. So, uh, won't play some background music or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, and this is me. I'm trying to be 100% real. Um, you know, the um, I've never seen or met or been around somebody who's so full of optimism um, in my life. Um, that's probably the number one thing that I think about when I think about her, um, and not just my time that I spent with her, but just her in life. Um, she's the person that like says, you know, it's going to work out. And she really believes it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and that's not exclusive to her. Like that is, I've also seen that reflected in a lot of other black women in my life. Um, she is a fervent. Believer. I think hope is one of the things that black women possess in unimaginable quantities. Faith. I would say a, a, a combination of both hope and faith or faithful I'll, hope. I'll rock with you Hopeful on that. Hopeful faith. Well, if, um, you, if you know, the word says faith is the substance of things hoped for. So the very foundation of faith is hope. You have to have hope before faith can even exist. I just know that hope and faith are two white women that sing country music. See, we talking, about, we talking about sisters, bro. Bring it back. <laughs> Bring it back to black See, women. Sometimes I can't shake it. I can't <laughs> shake it. They just be bringing back like, to black women. Come on, you can. Neither can they. Like, they white women. They can't shake it neither. They, <laughs> we went. To, please, we went to that wait, club that wait time. Wait a minute. Wait we a minute. Know. I'm a recenter. Pink lotion. Blue magic. <laughs> okay, I'm back. I'm back. Sisters, I'm back. I'm back. But but no. Um. So yeah. So Christian dude, she um, it like you know, and like this is this is wow. You want to talk about epiphany? Are you ready for yeah. the breakthrough? Is Epiphany your fourth one? No, 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 no. <laughs> That's the stripper. 
that's my favorite stripper down at the club. Stop. Um, <laughs> All right, what's the epiphany you had? The, the epiphany that I come, even though we're not supposed to be talking about what these black women necessarily did for us or not for us or whatever. Right. This here's is, the thing this about is just what's amazing about them. But the thing about Christian is, is that she is so full of faith and such a hopeful person that she believed in me even when I didn't believe in me. And I didn't believe her. And that's real. That is. Yeah, that is real. And I think I think that is one of the circumstances of probably too many black relationships. Because real talk, like they will they will see our greatness and we will tell them they are lying to their face, to their face. Yeah, I, that is an unfortunate or, or bitch. Shut them. the fuck up. That's you, man. I don't. Well, I'll just say it in my younger days. <laughs> right. I, I, I got to keep it a buck, bro. Oh, of course. Of course. We oh, well, can we. So in that spirit, um, my, my number, well, I said we were doing four. Yeah. Four. So this is my last one. Um, this was hard because, uh, well, one, I'm, I probably shouldn't name drop, um, only because <laughs> Michelle and then moved to Washington. Exactly. But you I know, there was a time when Shelly used to bust it <laughs> wide open. Yeah. We should not talk about <laughs> the esteemed first lady in that exactly. way. No. Ever. Although, although, although. That you know is let's one call of our it, favorite things about it. Michelle is we know that she keeps it a buck in the bedroom. I don't know that. I presume it. I want to believe it. Everything yeah. about you're my- not that interested in dancing. Anyway, let's move on before I really get myself in trouble. I've already brought up Faith Hill. Let's you so. did. Let's <laughs> but let's call her Michelle. Let's call her Michelle. Um, Michelle is probably the woman that I should have married a long time ago. Mm. Um but there were there were complications and whatnot. Michelle is a it's it's she's a Facebook status. It's complicated. Um, mm. But she is without question the most vibrantly powerful, creative, just complete person that i've ever met i've never i've ne- okay so we're supposed to not keep it in the context of what they do for us but it's difficult because sure. her ex- her existence does for me her existence does for me the fact that she's on this fucking planet makes me feel better about life mm. um the first time i saw her you know she's not going to hear this, right, bro? Like you're, <laughs> but I, but I just feel like like I just is complicated as fuck. The first to the first time that I saw her, um, I was this was back when I was working for the record label, and we had to go shoot a video. Okay, we, we were on our way to. We just got out the airport. We were going to the car lot, and I saw her in the in the rent a car center. And I just stopped and I looked at her and I was like, this woman is amazing. This was in Atlanta. I was like, this mm. is amazing. This is, she is everything that they talk about. Like those Atlanta sisters that just got it together and know what they're doing and are on their business. Like she's everything. And I wish I was smooth because I would say something to her and I couldn't say anything. And so we left and we're driving like all the way to the studio. We're going to Purple Ribbon because um, we're working with Outkast and Killer Mike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 
I couldn't stop thinking about it the whole time. Like there was just something about her presence that was powerful. And so I fling open the doors to the studio um, because we're labeled. So, you know, we can bust up there. I fling open the doors to the studio and there's a purple couch and sitting right in the center of the purple couch when I open those doors is this woman, the same one from the rental car place. Okay. And stuck. Sasha Thumper? Sasha Thumper. I yes. was trying to call her Michelle, but she's Sasha Thumper. You, hey. you <laughs> but no, but she really, she, she, she was that. Like, you know, the way that story goes, the sort of lamentation that Andre has because it's just, you know, you, you missed out, you know. Hmm. Um, it was, but, but, but the thing about her is in everything she does, she brings so much creative energy. Like, you know how much creativity means to me and writing and being able to express. And it's just like everything in her world is about making something. She makes things. She manifests things. She is she she is in the most literal definition, a producer. She makes shit. Things happen because mm. she touches them. And. And, and, and it doesn't matter. Like there's there's no limitations. Like it's never a conversation of what you don't have. It's a conversation of what we're going to do with all this amazing stuff we have. And it's just like everything that we've been talking about, I'm noticing like as we talk about um, these individual women, hmm. these are themes, though. You know, like oh, we're yeah. Yeah, like absolutely. Every, everything that we're talking about. And you've said it a couple of times. It's like not just her, but like, you know, I say that about Michelle. But um, or or Sasha Thumper, <laughs> I say that about uh, about Michelle. But um, but like that's a if 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 you can say it, that's a black woman thing. Of mm. you know, Tupac said, "Mama made miracles every Thanksgiving." Like making something out of nothing and making yeah. and making it amazing, making it a miracle. Yeah. Um, bringing bringing a certain light and energy to a place just because you're present in it. Um, like that's that's this black woman, but that's black women. You know, the, the, yeah, the, yeah. 100%. the endless capacity for hope and, um, the ability to, to create space for other people and, and, and welcome them into, into their world. Um, you know, for better or for worse, even when that is sometimes to their detriment, you know, that is, that is a black woman, but that is black women. Oh, and Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like um, Matt Rhapsodic. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to cry or drink or smoke now. I feel like I'm supposed to do something. Well, no, you you know, you you put it you put it in a place and I'm a I'm a uh, take your assist and run with it, if I may. Um uh, when I was in LA, I was dating this sister, and this is I have to use a real name though. Her name is Kabibi. Um and she lives in Atlanta now. Jesus Christ, John, why don't you just give her address out on the damn uh <laughs> On the call, so the NSA can just she's go just, get her. She's on street. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, so this is, and this is, and this is, this was actually a really good little exercise, bro. I'll give you your props, um, right. because what I learned from Khabibi, or what I love about her, or one of the things that I loved about her, is she she was a survivor of the highest order. Um, what I mean by that is is that she was. She was doing it in L.A. by herself. She wasn't from L.A. She was from the Bay. <laughs> it sounds like a rap song already. Um, already. She was not from L.A. She's from the Bay Area. She was down there. Um, she had come 
um, you know, to like seek her fortune, just like the whole world does in Los Angeles. And she was making a go of it. You know what I'm saying? Like she was more than making a go of it. Like she, her bills are paid. She wasn't in debt. She wasn't doing anything stupid. She wasn't shot out. Like she was holding her shit down. Like she was yeah. holding her shit down. Um, and, and that was amazing for me to see because it, 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 it for me, it was one of my, one of my most intense fears is not being able to take care of myself or be able to take care of the people that I'm close to. Right. You know what I'm saying? Same I mean, here. because yeah, I mean, <clears throat> being black in America, you know, this shit can fall apart in a couple paychecks. <laughs> you know Man. what I'm saying? Like it can By all go Friday. real wrong. Yeah. Um, and, and we fight hard against that, but you know, shit happens. Um, and knock on wood, shit ain't happened lately. But, um, she, she definitely like, she had not only a survival plan, but she had a, con- she had a couple of different contingencies Hold up. for how Sean, she-, she had a backup plan for her backup plan. Yes, back she did. Her backup plan. She had about three plans at least at any given time. And then she had variables that she could insert so that you could go different ways. And I was like, wow. No wonder this chick is, a, oh God, <laughs> as I give away more details about her, but she was a life coach at the time. And I was like, yeah, of course you are. Of course, of course you're you a are. life coach. Right. You know what I mean? Because you, you, you have a backup plan for your backup plan and you have a couple of different ways that that backup plan might need to go. Real um, talk. What black woman do you know that's not a life coach? They might not be certified, but what black woman? 100% agree. 100% agree. Um, 100% agree. So like, like that survivors, not even, it's not even an instinct because she worked at it and she was very, uh, self-effacing about that fact. She was like, yo, you know, I didn't come here to stumble and fall. I didn't come here to turn around and go back home. I came here to make it. And so this is how I'm making it. You know what I'm saying? Like, God bless her, man. She was, she was amazing. She was amazing. She still is, still is amazing. She's killing in Atlanta from what I understand. That's what's up. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, we we made it through that. That was hard. No, that was not easy. It wasn't. Yeah, easy. it's hard. And I think the I'm a, I'm a for me. I'm gonna bring it to completion just because. Uh, hold on, let me be clear about something, bro. What's up? It wasn't easy. Not because we don't cherish these women. We don't have great memories of these women and and good feelings about these women. Um, it it was it was difficult because staring point blank at the brightness of them makes you realize your own shortcomings. And that's what difficult, that's, that's what becomes difficult. Yeah. Especially because we're talking about women that are all exes. And so yeah, you, you look at the brightness of them and you know, like my shortcomings are before me. I'm like that kind of, I was in the presence of that kind of excellence. You feel like you got to be able to make that work. Right. Like if, if, if we can, if we see now so clearly what mm. was what was standing before us then? I mean, you know, blah blah. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I think sometimes, real talk. I think sometimes we get blinded by it. I think sometimes the reason why we can't see it in the moment is because it's so bright that we that we are, are we're blind to it, um, and we look away. You know, we turn our heads, and then sadly, too many times we turn our backs. Oh man, um, this has been good. I feel like this is this is one of the healthiest times with, that you and I have spent on the phone. Just like. And and I actually feel kind of complete about some stuff that I felt incomplete about with those with those relationships. Hey, I yeah, I something good happened here. It is really nice to sit back and take inventory of your exes and think of only the positive. Yeah, and I think uh, it reminded me of some of the things that I 
that I'm actively underappreciating about my sisters now. And I'm, I was dead ass. Like when we get off this call, I'm finna, I'm finna text some sisters and just be like, hey, let me remind you, you're great. Cause you never know, man. Like you never know when somebody needs that lift or that moment. So, you know, I appreciate that. In order for me to get to that level, I will have to have been able to extricate myself from relationships in a good manner. And that's yeah. something I'm still working on. <laughs> <laughs> for another phone call, bro. That is for another another time, another call, bro. Let me let you go ahead and get to your texting. Got to. All right, man. I'll talk to you next time. All peace. right. Peace. Peace.